Welcome to Treasures from the Bible. I'm Peanut, and today we're going horseback riding. I'm riding my favorite horse, Ishkan, and today we're visiting Epi's Palace, the only palace in all of New Garden. Here, Lizzie. Easy, boy. Remember what fun we had last time we visited him, Joey? Uh-huh. I remember. I remember what fun you had getting filthy in those two towers of Epi's palace. Look, here comes Mr. and Mrs. G. I didn't know that the G's could ride horses. <laughs> Hi, kids. Hi, Hi Mrs. Mrs. G. Hi, Mr. G. Hi, are you ready for the tour of Epi's palace? Yes. Sure. Okay. Mr. G, do you think Epi will let me go through the secret tunnel that leads to the two towers of his palace? We'll ask, but Epi warned us that Mo the robber tried climbing in through the tower windows twice this year, searching for the gold coins that are buried there. It could be really dangerous. Cares about the gold coins. I want to find the wedding dress. How did you know about the wedding dress, Peanut? Epi showed me his old photo album. The wedding dress was in there. It belonged to his great great grandmother. In the picture, his grandmother posed for a picture next to the dress when she was about my age. The wedding dress is worth a fortune. Who remembers our memory verse? I do. Okay, Joy. What is it? Psalms one hundred nineteen, verse eleven. Thy word have I hid in mine heart, that I might not sin against thee. What's our lesson for today, Mister G? We're going to talk about the incarnation of the Lord Jesus Christ, Lizzie. This is one of the most marvelous truths in the Bible. Mr. G, I thought incarnation was a flower. <laughs> no, Lizzie, I said incarnation. It means that eternal God became a man, God in the flesh. We can read about this in John one one and verse fourteen. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth, an old hymn called "Out of the Ivory Palaces," based on Psalm 45, verse 8, starts out like this: "Out of the ivory palaces, into a world of woe, only His great eternal love 
made my Savior go. When did God become a man? Joey, God sent his only son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to the sin-cursed earth 2,000 years ago. In Matthew 4.16, which quotes the Old Testament, we are reminded that the people which sat in darkness saw great light, and to them which sat in the region and shadow of death, light is sprung up. Peanut, will you read Matthew 1.25 for us that speaks of Joseph, Mary's fiancé? Okay, Matthew 1, verse 25. Here it is. And knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. How could God be a man, Mr. G? Joey, though he was God in the flesh, he was complete as a man, fully a man in every way, as we see in 1 John 1.1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. Just as the apostles lived, ate, and fellowship with the Savior, we can too. We can also fellowship with the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, too? What? I don't get it. Through his blessed word, the Bible, Lizzie, as they handled him, we can likewise spiritually handle him. And that is by studying him through his holy word, because every word of the Bible is about the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the only one who has ever perfectly possessed both a divine nature, fully God, and a perfect human nature, fully man. We read in Colossians 2.9, For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. What was Jesus like when he was a boy? Joy, that's a good question. As we follow the scriptures, we read in Luke 2.52, that as a boy, Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. When Jesus was a boy, did he know that he was God? Yes, Lizzie. Even as a young boy, we see that the Lord Jesus was aware of why he was sent to earth. Do you remember the account when his parents found he was missing in Luke chapter 2? His parents were very worried, and after questioning him about his disappearance, Jesus responded in Luke 2 verse 49, and he said unto them, How is it that ye sought me? Wist ye not that I must be about my father's business? Who wants to read Luke 3.3? I can. Great. Go ahead, Joey. Luke 3.3. Here it is. And he came into all the country about Jordan, preaching the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Thanks. Good job, Joey. Mr. G, I've been thinking, did the people living 2,000 years ago realize that God had come down to earth? Did they try to find him, Mr. G? Yes, Lizzie. We learned from Philip in John 1.45 that there were those who were looking for this coming Messiah. Philip findeth Nathanael and saith unto him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Hey, I remember that story, Mr. G. But why did Philip say, can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Peanut, Jesus was identified as coming from Nazareth, a place which people of Jesus' day didn't like. Many people did not like the Lord Jesus either. 
Listen to what it says in Isaiah 53. He was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Why did people hate him, Mr. G? That's a good question, Joey. Jesus, who is the truth, spoke the truth, and many times the truth offends people. Jesus knew this and said in Mark thirteen fifty seven, And they were offended in him. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, save in his own country and in his own house. Hmm. It sounds as if Jesus went through a lot of trials, right, Mr. G? Oh, yes, Peanut. However, this was only the beginning of trials that he had to endure. In Luke 4.1, we find these words, And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Did Jesus sin like Adam did? No, Joy. Unlike Adam, who ate of the fruit of the tree that God told him not to eat, the Lord Jesus was completely successful in passing that very severe test. He was perfect man and perfect God at the very same time. Do you mean Jesus was tempted just like we get tempted to disobey? Yes, Joey. Does Jesus feel like we feel? Well, Joey, Lizzie, the Bible teaches in Hebrews 4.15, For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. But his greatest test was still to come, becoming sin, not his own, but the sins of all believers. And then he had to suffer the equivalent of an eternity in hell in their place as their substitute. Wow, that's incredible. Joy, this is why the Lord Jesus is the only Savior for sinners. Is Jesus like an angel? No, actually, Lizzie, angels are created beings. We learn about this in Hebrews 1, 5, and 6. For unto which of the angels said he at any time, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. And again I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And again, when he bringeth in the first begotten into the world, he saith, And let all the angels of God worship him. After the betrayal in the Garden of Gethsemane by Judas, Jesus allowed himself to be captured, spit upon, and beaten before he was sentenced to die on the cross by Pontius Pilate, the Roman governor. That sounds awful, Mr. G. It was awful, Peanut. Nevertheless, the slow torture he experienced on the cross, as terrible as that was, was nothing compared to the spiritual torture he was undergoing as he was enduring hell for his people. That is why he said in John 19, verse 30, When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. What was finished? Joy, what had been finished was the salvation of all of God's elect. Only a perfect man, Jesus, who also was fully God, 
could pay the infinite price of an eternity in hell for those he came to save. Is that the end of the story? A lot of people believe that is where the story ends, Joey, but we find this wonderful declaration in Acts 13:30. But God raised him from the dead. Death could not hold him, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ guaranteed that every true Christian would end up in heaven and every non-Christian would be thrown into the lake of fire. My Lord has garments so wondrous fine and more the texture fills Its fragrance reach to this heart of mine with joy my being thrills Out of the ivory palaces to a world of woe Only His great eternal love Made my Savior go His life had also its sorrow sore Probably searching for the gold coins before that robber Mo finds them. Quick, everyone. Joey must be in trouble. Maybe Mo's got him. I'm scared. Maybe Joey's dead. Wow, look at all the gold coins. They must have fallen through the ceiling here in Epi's palace. Joey! Joey! Where are you? I'm I'm over here. Look, there he is. He's hun- <laughs> He's hiding under that dress. Wow, it's covered with diamonds and rubies. It's just like in the album. It's the wedding dress of Eppie's great-great-grandmom. Joey, you sure look funny under that wedding dress. How embarrassing. Well, kids, it looks like we've come to the end of our program. We hope you enjoyed it today. If you have any questions or comments, please write to Treasures from the Bible and Outreach of Bible Ministries International and care of Family Radio, Oakland, California, 94621. May God richly bless you with His salvation. Thanks for listening, and be sure and tune in next week when we'll learn something new from the Bible. Bye!